what's her name? It's Latoya. Did y'all like this week's remix? Okay. Send a message to me. Okay. Send me a DM. Uh, 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 rate and subscribe and, and go in the comments and let me know if you like this new remix. Okay. I'm going to try a new one every week. But, you know, it is your girl, Latoya. AKA the analog girl and what's up what's up guys welcome back to the analog girl podcast this is your podcast for your 30 somethings and your 40 somethings and we are on a quest y'all we are on a quest to get our analog lives in this digital driven world how y'all doing today I hope that your anxiety levels are low to non-existent and if not let's do this quick 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 deep breathing so that we can relax and talk Okay, and have 30 minutes of time with each other today. So real quick, uh, on the four count, in through the nose. Hold it. Breathe out through the mouth. One more time, in through the nose. Hold it. And then breathe out through the mouth. We'll give it one more round because it's feeling so good to me. So I'm sure it's feeling good to you guys. In through the nose. Hold it. And then breathe out through the mouth. Yes. Now swing your head, stretch your head from side to side, roll your shoulders back a couple times, then roll them forward a couple times, open and close your hands. Um, you know, do some stretches wherever you're at, just some little light stretches. We don't got to get real extra with it, but anything that's going to make you feel good, feel relaxed, feel calm in this present moment. Um, guys, so listen, you know, Okay, uh, I, I'm trying to come to y'all consistent. It comes when it comes. So today um, we are going to be talking about fighting and resisting anxiety. But before we get into that, um, I just want to say thank you to the new listeners um, that have been reaching out to say they've just started listening. Um, when you're done with this episode or only when you're done, you should go back and listen to some others. This is a journey. This is a transformative journey. So I have changed as the weeks and months and years have gone by. So it'd be, um, good for you to see my journey and maybe relate it to your journey, um, in the process. So don't forget to check that out check those episodes out and the guys who've been staying faithful with me and listening I thank you guys so 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 much I really appreciate it you know I always ask you guys wherever you listen to the analog girl um on whatever platform if you can just rate subscribe leave a comment that always helps me um it puts this you know gives a little gives a little Bronx girl some credibility out in the street so it would be great if you guys would support me in that manner. Now, listen, I ain't asking y'all for no money, okay? I'm just asking for a little rate, a little subscribe, a little comment. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like something like that. But anywho, so I will not hold you guys up. We can get right on into what we came here to talk about today. All righty. So we checking in on my anxiety. Um, 
and you guys should be checking in on yours. Um, So for today, we are talking about resistance and fighting anxiety. Now, y'all hear my work emails going on in the background. I'm sorry. Okay, we all are multitasking in 2020 as we work from home. Okay. Uh, So um, fighting anxiety and resisting anxiety um, is the one main, the one thing that you don't want to do. I know a lot of us are like, we're going to, you know, we're slaying anxiety and we are, we're killing it, but we're not fighting it. We're not resisting it. Um, we are just slaying it. We're in here, we're using the tools and we're doing the best we can to manage our emotions, our feelings, the pressure that we feel, the depression that happens a lot of the times with anxiety. We're doing our best to do that. Um, in that, though, sometimes we, and I will say we as in me too as well, have um, developed um a not so good habit of resisting anxiety and resisting the fear, resisting um, those weird feelings you get in your stomach or those very depressed times that you get where, you know, the week of depression that you might have. Cause I I've had that where it's a week of depression and I'm just resisting it so much and trying to fight it and resist it and saying, I'm not depressed. I'm not feeling this way. Why do I feel this way? I'm so angry that I feel this way. This is so, this is so fucked up that I feel this way. So those are the thoughts that go on in my head all the time. And that's resistance and fighting. And that resistance and fighting um, causes more anxiety. Because um, with anxiety comes as there's an adrenaline rush because your body is perceiving some sort of fear of something, some um, unknown um attacker or something or is it invisible your body and your brain is sensing an invisible enemy and and anxiety just forms around that and that causes your adrenaline to go up because you're there's a preconceived fear um that you're you're like preparing for so now your body's adrenaline is like where where's the person where's the thing what is it that is scaring my body my soul what is going on and so now it's more adrenaline but when you fight and resist that anxiety and it's like oh my god why am I even feeling this way now you're actually you're giving your anxiety anxiety at you know what I'm saying so it's like a double-edged sword to resist anxiety so and fight it so um today we're just going to talk about how we can um avoid this and be able to accept anxiety and be able to have compassion for your anxiety and compassion for yourself um and the more you have compassion for yourself and the more that you are accepting of yourself and accepting of your feelings and accepting of the emotions that are happening no matter how bad they are the 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 sooner the anxiety will leave the sooner you will start to feel better the sooner you will feel empowered to um, know that if this cycle happens again, I know exactly what the fuck to do to get out of this situation because I'm a G. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so uh, that's what we're talking about today. And, you know, I just want to give you all a quick story. You know, I like story time, right? So story time is about something that happened to me just the other day. And in 
hindsight, when I'm thinking about the story and I was thinking about the story and thinking about what I wanted to share with you guys today on the podcast, I was like, oh, wow, that story is a good story to tell to y'all to show that I think I have gotten better with um, not resisting the um the said fear that is approaching me or the, the fear that is trying to take control of me or the thoughts that try to um, make me think that I am in danger um, and control how I feel about it and just go on or something else um, and control my emotions and control my thoughts about certain things. So uh, Sunday was a good day. Sunday was better than last Sunday in church when I was singing. Let's just say that first. Okay. G- give me a round of applause. Yes. Give me a round of applause because Sunday, um, I was able to sing. Um, I felt myself feeling a little, uh, discomfort and a little, um, shame maybe as well. I don't know if it was shame or like embarrassed or, or just feeling dumb uh, because there was just some technical difficulties where everyone had a mic except me, but I decided to just push through anyway, sing full out and not let what anybody thought I look like, or if I look dumb or if I look singled out, not let that affect me and keep singing. So I kept doing that. I didn't have any panic attacks. I didn't feel no kind of way about how um, the thing was going. I just knew that I was in church and I was enjoying myself and I was going to, and I was going to continue to enjoy myself and not let that stuff get in my head. So Sunday was a better day, right? So I ended up going out to eat with my friends um, from church. So, you know, when you go in, to the restaurants now they take your temperature and um so I had a hat on I'm, I'm just telling y'all because I'm trying to understand why what happened happened but I had a hat on I had a leather jacket on it was a little warm in my car it was just you know I was I had just walked from a ways from the parking lot to the, to the restaurant so I don't know it could have been anything so the lady decides to take my um, temperature. So now she's taking my temperature and the machine is not, the little thing is not working. It keeps saying error. It said error maybe like three times, right? So now I'm like, oh my God, right? And now keep in mind, I'm going to eat crab legs. Y'all know how I feel about crab legs. So I was already like, I hope this, let me tell you something. I better be able to get in here and get these crab legs. You know what I'm saying? So she takes the, she does the temperature check for a third time. Um, and then it says 100. So she looks at me and shows me the, um, the temperature thing. It says, it says 100, 100.1 or something like that. I was like, okay. So do it again because I don't have a temperature. <laughs> so she did she did it again and then it went down to 99. Now I was just like, she was like, oh, okay, yeah, because if it was a little higher, you couldn't have come in. I'm like, whatever, girl. I'm I'm going, I'm I'm gonna get these crab legs. So I go and sit down to the table with um with my friends from church, and I didn't say anything to anyone at the table because you know, I didn't feel like having the conversation. I didn't feel like, you know, igniting any more of my fears. I didn't feel like um, triggering myself. So I didn't say anything. But in my mind, I was just like, Latoya, what what do you know to be true? You know to be true that your body feels good. You know to be true that if you know what it's like to have a fever and you don't feel like you have a fever, you know good and well you don't have no fever and that those machines are not always 100% accurate. 
and I was telling myself, so these are the things that I know to be true. What else do you know to be true? That you about to sit down and eat these crab legs and these crab legs is about to be amazing. That's what you know to be true. So enjoy that moment. Enjoy the moment of these crab legs that's coming out. And I, I did not resist. I did not um, I was a little fearful that I had might might have been sick, and I was like, "Well, did I get COVID in between now and when I came got woke up this morning? Like, what the heck?" So, um, you know, those thoughts came to me, but then I was like, "You know what? At this present, you're inside. the The temperature did change, so you know that that machine was not correct. You are about to eat these crab legs, um, and what you can do is when you get home, take your temperature again to be certain that you are okay and keep it moving. So that's what I did. I sat to the table. I did not panic. I ordered them crab legs. I ate every single crab leg that came out in that plastic bag with that wonderful crab du jour sauce. And I went on home and I was talking to my mother and I was like, I told my mother like, yeah, you know, they took my temperature trying to say I had a temperature. And then I said, let me take my temperature now. And sure enough, I take my temperature and the thing say 97.6. So I was like, you know what? Let's move right along. I knew what I came there to do. And that was to get them crab legs. And I wasn't going to let the devil try to take that away from me. And then try to take the good experience of me eating them crab legs while I sat there of overthinking and driving myself crazy as to whether or not I got COVID or not, or a fever, because this is crazy. We've never lived in a time where we were constantly worried about having a fever um, or constantly worried that we were sick, or at least I didn't live, live in a time like that. So I was not about to let that happen to me. So I say all that to say is there is a time, there's going to come a time in your life when you experience things that might have triggered, that might have triggered you in the past, but you will be able to um, uh, uh, decipher what those triggers are and learn how to cultivate a relationship with yourself and your thoughts to keep yourself calm in that situation, not resist the anxiety and not fight the anxiety that will rise up and try to tear your whole damn day up. You will not do that and you will use the tools that you have learned, which I have been using, which is the conversations that you have yourself have with yourself, the questions that you ask yourself. Um, and you ask yourself those questions and then you answer those questions and you realize, okay, this don't make no sense. So what we're going to do is we're going to remain calm. We're going to take a deep breath and we're going to um, carry on with whatever it is that I'm doing in the present moment with whomever, or even if you're by yourself. So how do we do that? Um, it comes with a lot. It comes with learning how to understand your anxiety, learning to understand yourself, right? Um, anxiety shows up in everyone in a different form. So what, how my anxiety shows up might not show up in your life like that. So my anxiety happens the way it happens is this, it's all internal and it's all thoughts. Um, it doesn't necessarily make me act out more so than it, all the thoughts will overwhelm me and I will shut down. I will um, retreat. I will get depressed. Um, I will just become very, very sad. And that is how it manifests itself in me. Right. Some other people will get anxiety and get outwardly 
outwardly triggered and hype, outwardly excited about a situation and, and not excited in a good way, but excited in a negative way and just very like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And that's how sometimes it manifests in other people and other and then, then there's some people where anxiety, it gets to them so bad that they become they become very avoidant people. Um, they avoid um, connections with people. Um, they are uh, they can have a connection with you and then immediately cut the connection off out of fear of something. So it just depends on how it looks and how um, it, it it shows up in everybody's life. But learning to understand the anxiety and anxiety that you have and how it manifests itself in your life is the num- is the first thing that you want to do um, in um, figuring out how not to resist and fight anxiety. Um, and once you learn how to understand your anxiety and you learn and you're 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 doing your research, you're doing the work on how it manifests itself in your life. And this takes time. Like you want to start writing out lists and and or going in your journal and saying, you know, journaling day to day what a day feels like for you. Um, did you wake up happy? Did you wake up sad? Are you feeling like your stomach can turn in knots all throughout the day? How has the day shown up for you if you feel like you are struggling with anxiety? And that's how you will learn to understand you and how you show yourself to the world um, with anxiety. So once you've done that and you learn to understand, then you want to slowly, you don't want to jump into this head first, okay? Because when you do this, you set yourself up for failure. You want to slowly make adjustments and slowly and delicately tend to yourself and have compassion for yourself in making these adjustments. So when I say making adjustments, you are learning tools, right? So one of my tools is the what if. So it's a what if this turns out to be, what if this person doesn't like you? And what if this person is actually bored with you? And, and then I say, well, what if he's not bored with me? What if she's not bored with me? What if she really is a good friend? Uh, Or what if I just didn't think about this situation at all and I did something else, you know? So those are my tools. Um, and I, and I've slowly but surely adjusted myself to though to the tools that I've learned now also I am tr- I am using affirmations but I'm not creating affirmations that are hard for me to believe so I'm slowly but surely like flipping you but I'm but I've been using the I am enough affirmation as much as I can like I've written it all throughout my house so that's what I have been working on is ingraining in myself and my my mind that I am enough. I am enough. I am enough. I am more than enough for myself. I am more than enough for this world. So I have been slowly but surely embedding and ingraining in my subconscious mind that I am enough so that I will be able to show up for the world the way I am the way God intends for me to show up for the world. Um, And then as far as being compassionate, it's releasing the anger of getting in the space that you get in, releasing the anger of even allowing 
something or someone to trigger you into a point where you feel out of control. Um, I have gotten extremely angry with myself for being triggered, um, extremely disappointed in myself for what I've done and being triggered. Um, for instance, in and this is very recent, um, I have been triggered by someone I was dating and in being triggered, I shut down and I have essentially disappeared or I just pulled away and just cut off all communication. Um, did communication need to stop? Communication did need to stop between um, me and that person. However, I feel that it could have been handled a different way and explained um, with a little bit of closure as to why I decided to pull myself from that situation. Um, and I have learned that when I'm triggered, I don't want to face the situation, even though I know the situation is not good for me. It doesn't serve me at all. Um, but I run from a situation or I shut down or I just, uh, I, I just run. <laughs> and, um, I was very angry with myself because in the running now, it's like, I don't even feel like I want to explain to this person what happened because one, the person probably does not care at all at this point. And two, I would be setting myself up yet for another round of maybe rejection or miscommunication or whatever. So I, now I'm just, you know, <laughs> I'm just like, I'm like, that is a thing. That thing happened. I was triggered. This is how I behaved. Um, I forgive myself for the way I behave. I forgive myself for shutting down. I forgive myself um, for even getting triggered. I forgive myself that um, I didn't use my tools the best way possible in that triggering because it's still um, very new to me to to um, evolve out of that particular trigger of feeling um, abandoned in a situation or a friendship or a relationship. So I had to <clears throat> start to have compassion with myself. And in talking with... Um, I was talking with my best friend yesterday about this and I was saying how, you know, I feel guilty for knowing that this situation wasn't serving me and it wasn't making me feel good. And I felt guilty for um, shutting down. I felt guilty for walking away and just cutting off all communication. And my best friend said to me, is it guilt that you feel or is it grief? And I was just like, oh, that's a great question. It's probably grief. <laughs> it's probably grief because I was grieving what I thought was a wonderful connection. And that connection um, was broken and not by me. That connection was broken for some odd reason uh, 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 that has maybe nothing to do with either one of us. But the connection was broken and I it started not to serve me and make me feel um devalued or not enough. And in those situations is when I shut down and walk away. And so it is, it was more so grief than guilt. So, you know, that having that conversation with my best friend helped me to, to have a lot more compassion myself and not feel guilty for doing what I was doing, but also recognizing that I'm actually grieving a loss of something I thought was flourishing and something I thought was good and pure, um, and kind. So, um, those are the things you want to assess 
and have those conversations with yourself. And if you can, and if you are blessed enough to have friends that you can talk to about these things, it helps you to assess these things even better um, and have a lot more compassion and love and and speak kindness to yourself because that is what is really, really going to help you in um, um, not resisting anxiety and not fighting the anxiety. It's just having so much compassion for yourself, just as God has compassion for us every single day, every single day, day in, day out. He sustains us. Um, he maintains us and he shows his love to us in ways that sometimes we don't even realize he is showing us his love. And, and, and if we can have compassion for ourselves, if that means just, just sitting on your couch and eating some ice cream and watching a great TV show that makes you smile, um, going out for a walk, um, just sitting and meditating and just and loving on yourself. It's so hard to do when you do have, have anxiety and you, you're so angry at even being yourself and being that way. But um, it might seem foreign to you to love on yourself, but you have got to force yourself just the way that you are, are, are seeking connection with other people and you want to love on someone so much. If you want to love on someone so much, you got to turn that turn that desire to love on someone so much to wanting to love on yourself just as much. Now, that was preaching to myself because that's what I had to keep telling myself. I have to be able to love on myself the way I want to love on somebody else so bad. So, and I got to figure out why it was foreign to me to turn that love on myself and turn that care and turn that compassion on myself. So that is what you will those are the kind of conversations you will start to have when you start to learn and understand the kind of anxiety you have, learn how the anxiety shows up in your life, and then learn how to make the adjustments adjustments slowly after assessing and understanding the kind of anxiety you have, um, and then having compassion for yourself. Okay. And that's like just talking to yourself and knowing, I understand that having anxiety is rough, but how can I bring about the change that's going to help me to come out of this particular anxiety attack that I'm going through or anxiety um, um, disorder that I have at this present moment? Okay. So it's acceptance and peace. And when we're anxious, we are so hard on ourselves. And then when we accept it and have peace, there's an inner strength that starts to come out of you when you realize that you have a challenge and that you figured out how to address this challenge and how you can make yourself more comfortable in the space that you're in. Once you start to do that and you realize like, oh, shit, this is working. Oh, 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 this is actually working. I, I've used the tool today and it worked. That's how I felt on Sunday when I knew that I could, that, that whole situation, the temperature check could have went any, a whole nother way. And I realized like, oh, this is working. You become empowered. You become empowered. And it's like, oh yeah. So I'm a G. Um, I'm learning how to handle this anxiety. I'm having compassion for myself. I'm accepting of myself. I am not judging the fact that I'm, I might have a panic attack today. I'm not judging the fact that I did have a panic attack today. 
I am just staying in the present moment and I'm not resisting these moments at all. And I'm feeling all the feels, whether they're good or they're bad. And I just feel super empowered in knowing that I am gaining more and more control over my thoughts day in, day in, day in, day out. And I'm getting better and better every day, day in, day out. I'm getting better and better. So um, I challenge you guys in the compassion area um, start this week or start next week, whenever you want to start, don't, don't put a timestamp on yourselves, but if you can start to list out, list 10 things that you love about yourself and go over that list daily. When you wake up, go over that list. If you're going to bed, go over that list and it's going to be hard. It might be hard for some people. It was hard for me to list. It was hard for me to even list five things that I loved about myself. But if you can get to a point where you can list 10 things that you love about yourself and let it make you feel good, let it make you smile and let it resonate with with you on how amazing you are and how strong you are and how you have the power to control your thoughts and control your mind and control your emotions. I'm telling you, unfucking stoppable you will be. All right, y'all. Well, I ain't going to hold y'all and I ain't going to let y'all hold me. Until next time. Bye.